Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Yesterday, I went for my first massage. Oh, right. It was... Not your first massage. Well, no. <laughs> this was your a... first therapeutic massage. This is a legitimate <laughs> massage. <laughs> I have seen some white bathrobes in dim light in my day. <laughs> Hopefully not blacklight. Have you have you ever stepped into a rub and tug? No. No. Uh, I I wouldn't know what to order. <laughs> there's not much on the menu. I know there's, there's not much on the menu. One thing. But I'd be the one guy who couldn't broach the subject <laughs> to get to that part of it. I, I don't I don't think there's even a discussion. Of what's on the menu. Oh. I think you pays your money. Right. You go in and lie down. You already know what you're getting fed. Okay. But I didn't get that far. <laughs> I was at a stag. Uh, and, uh, of course, the stag went late into the night. And then at some point it was decided that uh, the groom was going to get taken care of oh or the groom-to-be. Goodness. And we drove around some seedy, seedy areas. And right. we ended up in one... One industrial zone, you know, these kind of strip uh, plaza workplaces that yeah. have loading docks on the back and a God knows what they do during the day. Mm-hmm. And we went into one and you open the front door and this is about two o'clock in the morning. You open the front door and it was a long, narrow hallway with a woman sitting behind a table. And I don't know if she had a shotgun or a machete. <laughs> oh, by her side. And she was an evil, evil looking woman. Right. So we just turned around and left. And then we ended up in this office building. And again, I don't know, because I was in a car with about six guys. Uh, I guess the driver knew where he was going. He had maybe been to these places before. Or maybe he had had other customers request this stuff. Right. Because we must have said to him, take us to a, you know, a, uh, a rub and tug. Anyhow, uh, we end up in this office building like in Etobicoke and, uh, because it's two in the morning, all the floors were blocked off to the different office, uh, levels. Gotcha. Except for like the eighth floor or whatever the hell it was. Right. And we get off the elevator and there's just like one door. We open it up and you, you go in and there's just a bank of televisions showing porn. <laughs> There's video games and pool tables. What? Because what are you going to do while you wait? Because you are waiting. Play with a joystick? Because, yeah. There's like 12 other guys just sitting there. We're so pathetic. We're so pathetic. Here's the funny part. Now, I don't know if all uh, rub and tugs operate this way, but um, all of these dudes were sitting there in bath robes, in white terry cloth, because they make you shower first. They make you shower before. All right. Which makes sense for the girl, yeah. whatever. But now, you're, and it's two in the morning. Nobody's sober. <laughs> Half of them are falling asleep. <laughs> Most of them, even when the tug begins, they won't, they won't get to the happy ending. So they're going to pay like $200 oh. for nothing. So it was so, and, and honestly, going in, I was I was hesitant. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do this. Like, I really was. I'm a part of this group. Right. Well, I'll go see what this is all about. I'll throw in for the groom. Yeah. You know. And but I think out of the six of us, maybe three or four went 
through it with it. Uh-huh. I, I didn't. I bailed. I actually bailed on all of it, like left and called a cab. Oh, wow. I was so disgusted. <laughs> And you know, as much as we joke and laugh, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty conservative guy in that. Like I, you know, I've been married for 31 years. Right. I, 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 it's not for me. That's why I've always said, and this is very true: masturbation is the best. <laughs> Take care of your own self. Anytime you include somebody else, there's feelings. Right. Like my problem is I'd fall in love with poor expenses. Yeah, expenses. I'd fall in love with the girl. <laughs> I'd go home thinking I need to leave my wife now. I think she really likes me. I think she's into me. <laughs> she seemed into me. I've never seen a woman treat me this way. And the same thing happened yesterday with the massage. I'm now in love with this woman. I might go back and ask her out because she touched me in ways. She rubbed my back and my arms and my neck and my jaw. Right. It was amazing. It really Did you have was. a reason for going in there? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. No, no. I, I've been, I, I, did I tell you this? I'm sure I told you this story. 31 years ago when I got married, I had this pain in behind my ear, on my head. And I thought for sure I had brain cancer because I'm one of those people who thinks whenever something good is going on, right. something bad has to be happening. So I must have gone to the doctor two or three times saying, I got this pain behind my ear, doc. Uh-huh. What is it? And I can't remember back then if they sent me for a scan or anything. I don't think they did. I think at some point my doctor just said, because I must have said to him, I think I got brain cancer. Right. And he said, you don't have brain cancer. Mm-hmm. He said, what's going on, Craig? And I said, he said, do you have any stress? And I said, yeah, I'm getting married in like a week. He goes, you're just stressed. It'll go away. And it did go away. Since my dad died in January and all his probate stuff and dealing with all his stuff, which I never knew I'd have to go through all this stuff. If anybody thinks, boy, I can't wait for my parents to die so I can collect their wealth. <laughs> Think again. You're not collecting it anytime soon, and it's a big pain in the arse. So I've been very stressed about this over the last nine, ten months. I started getting this pain in behind my ear, down into my shoulder. Maria said, it's probably stress. Go go get a massage. You've got benefits. Go have it. So I did. But I was really nervous going over. One, because I'd been up late last the night before, and right. I thought, I'm just going to fall asleep. Yep. And when I fall asleep, I get drooly, snorry, and farty. Uh-huh. And nobody wants that. They're used to all of it, I'm sure. And on my way over, I I had the real urge to poop. Uh-oh. And I oh. thought, if she starts rubbing me. That's not good. Especially down your side. And you're in there for an hour, right? I thought, oh, my gosh. <laughs> So I didn't want to fall asleep because I thought, well, what if everything lets loose? So we talked the whole way through it. Right, yes. I know her whole life. Yes. She knows my whole life. That can be awkward sometimes because you feel like you're making small talk and you're not sure if you're supposed to be making small talk, if they'd rather just uh, go about their day in business. No, she, she was great. Tina was her name. I'm not going to name the place because I paid retail. Gotcha. But if you've never had a massage, go get one. The only weird thing was I got in there and she said, okay, we talked a bit. And then she said, okay, I'll give you a minute. Uh, strip down to your underwear. Right. I wasn't wearing any underwear. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
I said, can you lend me some underwear? <laughs> so I didn't know that was going to happen. And I'm like, oh, okay, that, fine, whatever. Yeah. I was thinking. You didn't oh. expect to have to strip down at some point for that? Well, because I was only having the massage on my upper, like, left yeah. side. I thought she was just going to work on my left. So I just thought, well, I'll just take off my T-shirt maybe. Oh, okay. I, I had no idea what was going on. Right. Like I told you, I've been into a rub and tug. We had to shower beforehand. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it was great. And, but you know, it was almost like being in, in therapy. Cause I really, it was weird. Like I shared stuff with her. <laughs> Intimate. <laughs> Maybe you are going to marry this girl. I really think. <laughs> Maybe you're in a relationship. I think I'm going to buy her a ring today. <laughs> I'm going to stop by this place and get down on one knee. Then I'll need another massage because I yank it up. <laughs> Anyhow, yes, I highly advise if you've never been, go go get a massage. Mm-hmm. It, look, when they start working on those pressure points. It hurts. It, it really hurts. Yeah. A few times I'm like. This is, this is not relaxing here. We'll put a couple of warm stones on your back yeah. and leave you for a while. Yeah. No, it's, they're digging. Yeah, there was some things that hurt that she worked on that felt good that she was, like, pushing on that. Yeah. But then when she started working on my jaw, I thought she was going to pull it off my face. <laughs> <laughs> it really hurt. But it was Maybe she did something. Because you haven't been hacking up your, uh, your iron lung this oh, morning like oh, you maybe. normally do. Maybe oh, she loosened up that jaw. She, she might have. That's true. I haven't been coughing and spitting as much. Oh, my goodness. Although I, I pooped like a madman last <laughs> night. I did. Maria said she'd knock something loose in you, cowboy. 94.9 The Rock, GTA's Rock Station 7-Eleven. Not only the time, <laughs> but my next place of employment. I, I, I really believe that to be true. The more As I age... And I've thought about this a lot in this career because it's not so stable. And luckily, I've been able to hang in there. I have been fired a few times, but bounced back. But I've often thought, what the hell else would I have ever done? Mm, right. Like, you know, you've got your side career in, in, in hockey and play-by-play. And right. that'll probably expand and get bigger, and hopefully it does for you. But I, I often think... I. I I don't know. Well, you have been forced to do other things, right? You have to sell cars at one I, point. I guess I could be, yeah. I sold cars for six to eight months. And on my first day, sold two cars. Wow. And the uh, the guy who owned the, the lot's like, that's never happened before. Because, yeah, I guess I do have the ability to, to you know, be personable with people. <laughs> you do? I, I can shake it. <laughs> You've seen me out there. I can come across very friendly and nice. Yes. It's, it's when you turn your back, the grumbling starts. It's well, awesome. Yeah. But the problem is, when we're out there, I'll be very nice and kind. But then if we've had a few drinks, oh. I'll turn my back and talk too loud about the person I can't <laughs> you stand. You are a loud mutterer. <laughs> <laughs> that guy gets near me again. Anyhow. I, I have considered it. Like, like if, if, heaven forbid, something were to happen mm. here. Like, what... What's out there? So, okay, so have you, uh, is there anything that you considered? Because a lot of people in this business, the car sales thing is a good way to go. Mm-hmm. But I know so many people who have worked in this business who end up going into real estate. Well, okay, yeah. Well, because there's a bit of an ego play Yeah. At, at there. Real estate and politics. Yeah. You know, are the two where there's a real, and, and, and the real estate one is interesting too. Like, 
who cares what your face looks like? Mm. Like, why, why do they put their face on real estate signs? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, do me a favor. Sell the house. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> but, uh, but, but it's one thing where there's a real ego play. You mm-hmm. really see real estate agents put their face out there. I guess it's differentiate from the, the crowded field yeah. that's there. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, some, something perhaps in the golf industry, mm. uh, would, would be, uh, would be aligned to it. Again, I, you know, I'm hoping that the hockey continues. So I would have to have, have something that would have some flexibility to allow me to do that. Too. I'm hoping the hockey thing continues. <laughs> <laughs> if I could have you gone six months of the year, right. oh, it'd be great. Gotcha. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so uh, why did we even start on that? I don't know why we went down that road. Uh, but I wanted to talk about these celebrity contracts. Is that how I ended up? Maybe. I can't remember now. Where oh, we? well, the 7-Eleven is where you started. Oh, right, 7-Eleven. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for keeping me on track. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, a couple of days ago or a day ago, uh, we had learned that Tom Cruise has a deal in his contracts where you, you cannot... Uh, replicate his likeness. You can't make toys out of his characters. There's no merchandise going on right. around Tom Cruise. But there's other celebrities who have written in odd or different things into their contract. Keanu Reeves has a no digital editing clause because years ago a tear was digitally added to his face and he believes it changed his performance. Oh. So you cannot do any digital editing. To Keanu Reeves. Not unless you're making my junk bigger. <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, like Dirk Diggler. Yeah. <laughs> he still owns Digital that. Digital edit away. Who was it that asked him that? And he said, yeah, he still, he still owns that prosthetic. <laughs> He's got it locked away so his kids can't find it. Jack Nicholson demanded extra time off shooting Batman so he wouldn't miss any Laker games. Oh, okay. I was going to say, not in a few good men because he's only there for like five days. Queen Latifah refuses to die in any of her movies. That way she can always be in the sequel. Oh, that's That's a good call. That's smart. Mark Wahlberg had a clause in his contract for Silver Lining Playbook that guaranteed him $900,000 if Anne Hathaway dropped out of the movie. She did, but he quit first, so he didn't get the payout. Really? That's right, because it went on to be Mark Wahlberg and Jennifer Lawrence, or um, uh, Bradley Cooper and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I don't, remember, I don't remember him in Silver Lines Playbook. Mm-hmm. That'd be why. That would be why. Uh, I like this is a good one and something you should consider if you ever get to sign a big, big deal. Okay. Samuel L. Jackson demands time off to play golf twice a week. Fantastic. <laughs> Great idea. He also makes sure it's in his contract that he doesn't have to do a second take if he thinks he nailed the first one. What? I dropped that MF bomb. Perfect. <laughs> You're not getting better than that. Barbara Streisand demands peach-colored toilet paper to match her skin tone and rose petals in the toilet bowl. Wow. Hmm. These and much like the concert riders, I don't do these come from the artists themselves or is it an agent or someone working for them an assistant who demands these things of them? I think sometimes if you have an agent, they'll say to their celebrity Look at what I'm asking for. We can you. ask for this. We yeah. can get this. That way, the celebrity feels like they're being pampered. Right. And the agent can say, now I want 20%. Like, I'm so bad at negotiating for myself. 
Like, I'm, just, I'm just so happy to get it. It's like yeah. sex. You're so happy to <laughs> get, get it. it. Yeah. You're not going to make demands in yeah. doing it. <laughs> Are you Christian Grey? This, is, this isn't happening. I've never been in the position to really negotiate <laughs> because normally I'm just desperate for exactly. the gig. But if I was ever, like, wooed, I, I, we, we have an agent, uh, you and I, and I think... There, I was hoping there would come a day in my career that I would have to lean on them. Right, yeah. I, I think the clock is ticking, <laughs> and there will be no leaning. Um, but I've often thought, if, if it ever came to me being wooed away or uh, offered something that I didn't need, I'd have to go to somebody right. and, and, and help me get this done. Because I've heard people who have signed big deals, and they always have somebody negotiate. You can't negotiate for yourself. Right. It's very hard to stand there. I mean, I've shared with you the great moment in uh, in Defending Your Life with Albert Brooks, right? Mm-hmm. Where we have this, like, I'm going into the meeting, I'm going to ask for $200,000 a year, and then they offer you forty five grand and you take it, you know, because you need a gig. Exactly. Honey, let's change up positions tonight. No? Okay. <laughs> That's right. Um, Fast and Furious, the stars of The Rock, Jason Statham, and Vin Diesel all refuse to be depicted as the loser in a fight. Oh, Jesus. So Diesel devised a, a point system based on the number of kicks, punches, and headbutts each of them delivered and received. <laughs> That's probably where the fighting happened between The Rock and Vin Diesel. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, I I, I know people who have asked for, like, in this industry, like, never-ending flight tickets. Yeah. You know, and uh, condos paid for. Cars and all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. They got it all. Wow. I can barely get benefits. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have dental? Please. I laughed when I uh, read this because in this business... I thought, oh, this is so true. Almost all of us say we will delay contacting IT workers until it's absolutely necessary. Oh, for sure. Now, in radio, they're known as engineers, and they keep the radio station on the air, and they also take care of all the computers and and, and all of that. And I have worked at probably maybe a dozen radio stations, and all engineers or IT people are so difficult to deal with. (laughs) It's not just here, it's everywhere. And I get it, because when you've got a whole bunch of employees, all with computers, of course, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. Right. They must deal with crap all day, people complaining about the most asinine things about their workspace computer. Mm -hmm. So I, I get why they can be frustrated. Look, you, you, uh, if you live in a house with uh, older family members and you know anything about computers, you know how much they're on you about their phone and their laptop. And, right. Yeah. You know, I am the IT department for a yeah. legion of seniors in my <laughs> life. I, I bet you are. Right. I have young children in my life who are my IT department. I remember at one point uh, with my grandmother um, when she was in a home, I I took a picture of her TV remote mm. on my phone simply because she would call me <laughs> when her TV wasn't working and I'd have to try and talk her through That's it. great. <laughs> so yeah. Press the orange button. My My buddy whose mom has Alzheimer's and she's in a home now, 
he, see, he had a similar situation. She's got this big remote for her TV because she can barely see, and he's had to put tape over all the buttons she can't touch. Right. Because basically <laughs> it's just power on, power off, volume up and down, and channel changes. And what's amazing when it comes to it, too, like with my mom, her phone, like she has a, a, a her cell phone, her smartphone is is the same. It's an Apple like mine. Mm. So I, I know generally what's happening. And I can fix it for her. And sometimes it's simple. Like it's, mm. it's go into settings, hit this, this, this. She's like, I'll just have you do it when you come over. I'm like, oh God, <laughs> it's so easy. Just do it. I'm your mom. <laughs> I did something to my laptop at home. I don't know what, but I ended up having to re-sign into everything. Uh-oh. Like it cleared all my memory of like Facebook and X and any, any everything I had. Really? I don't know what I did. But I hit something. <laughs> yeah, and, what and, were you doing? Uh, never mind what I was up to. I was trying to get to incognito. Hit the wrong button. And I, I've been like this, uh, you know, since computers and laptops and home computers came to be a thing. But I was kind of a generation above it anyhow or a, a decade above it. So by the time it arrived on my lap, like if you were... 18 when you really got i was 28 like i was already a little past it whereas my kids and certainly my oldest son it's all he's ever known and he just he's built his own computer he knows everything about them so he gets so frustrated with me when i ask the most simple easy fix questions so much so now i don't even go to him i go to his girlfriend because she's sympathetic <laughs> to my problems well but aren't we like this in in many different aspects of our lives because what we'll do is we'll screw things up mm. because we don't know what we're doing but instead of asking for help when we should mm. we wait until things are dire yeah i'm sure mechanics feel the same way about people who drive their cars insanely Mm-hmm. And don't keep up on maintenance and oil changes and things like that. And then walk in and say, why is it not working? Well, I, I just think we don't want to be judged. Right. You know, we feel we feel we feel guilty and stupid and dumb that we screwed something up. And so the main reason that uh, most employees won't contact I.T. is they're just embarrassed to admit what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think they can fix it themselves. It's just a one off glitch. Uh, they don't think IT would be helpful, or they don't know how to even reach IT. Well, <laughs> if your computer is down, I guess you can't reach them. IT workers say the most common accidents and mishaps are employees who have spilt coffee or water on their computer. Right. Some have spilt alcohol. Well, I guess that's when you're working from home. Of course. Having the afternoon wine while you're working so hard. Uh-huh. Uh, dropping or falling for fishing attempts. Okay. Yes, that we happens lots a lot. of notifications around here about that. And this is sad. We spend about 11 hours a week just writing emails. But what's so sad about it is about half of our the workers or our co-workers, you spend all this time on emails and most of them don't even read it. For we, sure. We delete it and move on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you don't get the point out in the first two lines of an email, yeah. it's not happening. Like, I, there's some people who write paragraphs upon <laughs> paragraphs. Yeah. You think, this is not getting read. We, uh, on average, uh, write about 112 emails a week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy the amount of time we spend on the email. 
you know, you know, and this is why going back to the way things were at one point, it was better. You know, <laughs> half half the employees didn't know what the hell was going on because a lot of times you don't need to know what's going on. Mm. We're, with email and work email, we're all too involved in in yeah. everything. That's the CC side of email. Yeah, right. Here, I'm just I'm just involving you because I yeah. want you on the chain, but I know you're not going to read this. Yeah. But just in case this comes back to bite me in the ass, yeah. you knew about it. <laughs> Some sales reps' ex-wife's brother is having a birthday. Why do I have to know? Many of history's greatest moments could have been made some. Um, with the cost of everything going up, and certainly we uh, we see it every day, we have uh, stumbled upon some uh, money-saving habits that could really help uh, add up over time. Uh, one of the top things we can do right now to save some money as it gets colder is to start wearing a sweater or putting on socks in your home. Oh, man. Wear slippers. Sound so like everyone's to, dad. Don't turn the heat up. <laughs> Put some more clothes on. Now, as soon as I read these next two tips, I thought completely of you. This is totally you. I. If you get an email about a sale, delete it immediately. Don't even open it. It's rarely something you need. I've been a good boy about that lately. Have you? Yes, very much so. Uh, here's another one for you. Impulse buys. Right. When you see something you want online, such as like on Amazon, put it on a wish list and wait 48 hours. If you really want it, you'll go back. If not, you've just saved yourself some money. I've been a good boy about that, too. We had some prime days last week, and I thought, oh, man, I didn't even look. (laughs) Good for you. Didn't even look. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Although, wait a minute, I might be buying something I saw. <laughs> An email. But, yeah, it wasn't just a sale of stuff that I've already got. It's something I, I didn't know existed before. And it, what is it? Uh, Share. Uh, permanent Christmas lights. You would put up lights and leave them up all year? They're, well, see, basically, like everyone's, you know how you put in pot lights around your softness yeah. now? They have them where you you put them up there and, and it... They're not hanging or dangling lights. Mm. They're up into your soffit like that. But you can set them to be, if you want them orange on your house for Halloween, or oh. if you want uh, red and green for Christmas, and then throughout the rest of the year, they're just pot lights. Interesting. Uh-huh. So you have ordered these? I haven't yet, but they're on sale, and so I'm, I'm itching. And you would have to install these yourself? Yes. yes. Well, that's it. Some of it, I have some questions about the install, so I'm in touch with them. You'll be If you order this and you have to install them yourself, you'll be my age before they no, get installed. I install my Christmas lights already. I haven't done them yet, and so that's why I'm looking at these going, well, before I do the Christmas ones, maybe I just do these. But you don't do east trough lights, do you? Yes, I do. Yeah, all the way up on the top, on the upper level. I climb on the roof to do them. Do you really? Yeah, because uh, I've only ever noticed. Oh, you have the white ones, right? Just right. white. Yeah, just white. Yeah. Okay. All right. I know you have them on those little plants as you walk up to the front door. Yeah, we kind of ditched that, and then now we I just go uh, with clips. So I got to go put the clips on the eaves trough, and then go up on the top level okay. and do that. I got a whole system, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> it takes takes hours. 
And, uh, and yeah, I got to climb out on the roof and, and huh. I'm up on the ladder. I'm, I'm organizing things. And it, and I thought, boy, if I can only have to do this once. Yeah. Yeah. No, listen, I'm not arguing that. That seems to make sense. Right. And, and we've talked about, and we've had Alan from Trades Cup Electrical over to put the, 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 the um, the pot lights mm. in this, but I, I didn't do it. Didn't pull the trigger on it. Go figure. And then, uh, so now this would kind of, Take away that, but I still need a problem. Is you still need to plug them in? You got to figure out where that plug is and how that's being wired all the way down and then up. And if it's there permanently, how the hell does it work? You'll be like Chevy Chase in Christmas vacation. Very similar. And you got to be careful. So are these like big lights or just Christmas lights? Uh, no, they're they're, uh, they're I don't know. They're not the full size of a pot light, but a little smaller than yeah. that. Yeah, you got to be careful because you see some homes with the pot lights and it's too much. Uh, a lot of them look like you're. Uh, it's a lunar landing. Like you've lit up the Scotiabank Arena. Exactly. Relax. You live in fifteen hundred square feet. Settle down. Right. And 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 that is part of it too, where you look at it and go, Wow, did you need forty of those things? No. Yeah. <laughs> you probably could have got around with four. It's insane. We had Alan over to put a couple uh, up just around a uh, the side door off our kitchen because we didn't have lights there, and that looks very nice. Right. Well, I saw someone else in the neighborhood has, has a similar thing. These permanent Christmas lights, yeah. and you can and the, the thing they have an app, and you just change whatever color. Uh-huh. You can turn on some or off some. This one you can have an AI generated light display happen on your house if you wanted to. I like how though you're pausing and waiting on this. I I am thinking about it. Sales mm. on for a, another week, so mm. I'm thinking about it. Well, because I got to make sure that I'm buy like I don't want to, and you have to order it. So I don't want to order it and have it come here and then figure out it's not the right thing while I'm up on the roof. Well, and and it's good that you're doing this now while you can, still can get up on the roof because I have found in the last three, four, five years. I can't climb a ladder anymore. Wow. I, can't, I, I So we have a little deck off the side of our house. Yeah. I, with a step ladder, I can get up onto my roof from it. Can't do it. What? Can't do it. I, the, the, I, I feel like I'm going to fall. Oh, let's, where's Dougie? It's the anniversary of the Getting High broadcast. Maybe we should go back and do it again. Yeah. No, that, I, can, I can scare the hell out of you this time. The, the height doesn't scare me because uh, I was recently at um, Winchester and our buddy Doug yeah. had set up a uh, a trailer with a, a, a like a tee box on top of the trailer. What? Yeah, so you could hit off of the trailer, uh, or the uh, uh, yeah trailer. Yeah. Um, onto like the seventeenth hole. Okay. I, I think he just set it up for like employees to have some fun or something. Oh, so I went up. All right. Doesn't seem like a real I, winning concept on most golf no, courses. But it would be fun to try. Right. Um. And I did. I was up on top of it and hitting balls. Once I was up there, I was fine. It was the climbing up the ladder and getting onto it mm. that, that scared the hell out of me. Interesting. Yeah, can't do it. That's why all my Christmas lights just go down that side of that hedge. Yeah. Because I don't have to climb up a ladder. I can't do it. I just cannot do it anymore. So good on you because I think as we age, this, and you don't want to be climbing up there in your 50s. No, not at all. You don't want to be climbing up there in your late 40s. I don't want to do it now. <laughs> At some point, you should just be sending the boys up there to do it. Uh, all right, back to money-saving habits. Yeah, all right. Uh, make it a habit to sell stuff you don't use. Oh. And I have started looking. You know, I probably have thousands and thousands of dollars yes. worth of crap in my house that I could sell on Facebook Marketplace. Right. 
just cannot get around to pulling the trigger. There's, there is a line, and and I find it very interesting because I have sold things on either Kijiji or Marketplace, mm. and uh, and yes, I like you. I for me, just old golf clubs mm-hmm. I've right, got, right. I could probably make a a, a fair penny. Uh, on on stuff because I have good quality stuff that I'm not using. Wow! And do you have like full sets? Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, and but I haven't sold. And and then there's like all all the kids stuff mm-hmm. that we generally hand down or donate. Mm. But some people sell. Yeah. Babe Bargatze, who's uh, hosting Saturday Night Live, not this weekend, but next, by the way, with the Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. a special guest. It's going to be awesome. Hilarious comedian. He's got a great bit about Facebook Marketplace. He basically thinks you're putting your address on the Internet, mm. and uh, and his wife is selling stuff for five bucks. Right. You know, best case scenario, you get five bucks. Worst case, your whole family's murdered. <laughs> like you, you don't know who the hell you're inviting over. When I was selling the uh, the car... I I was torn about that because I have, when I've sold stuff in the past, I've either gone to the person's house with right. it or I've met them in a parking lot somewhere. Well, and, but if you're smelling, it's uh, smelling. If you're, if you're selling the small stuff, right. I, my theory on that is, and I have done this a couple of times, you agree to a price. Mm. And if it's like 10 bucks, 15 bucks or whatever, it's on my porch. Come pick it up and leave the money there. Mm. Right. Or, well, most people e-transfer anyway. Right. But, you know, e-transfer me once you got it or leave the money in my mailbox. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, if they stiff you for 10 or 15 bucks, it's at least out of your house anyway. <laughs> right. Right. All right, uh, here, you know what, we've uh, gone on way too long right. for this. So uh, I'll give you this last little money-saving tip because okay. this also applies to you. Stop eating meat with every meal. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say in the news that the teachers are threatening to go on strike. Oh, yeah, deal? of course. It's another day that ends in why. Well, I, listen, they, um, you know, they're going through contract negotiations. They are using this as a tactic. Um, and they admit that they are. They're just trying to get the, uh, the government to come to the table with a better offer and pressure. Weren't they just them. on strike though? Didn't I don't they just? Know. It's, it's, it's school season. Isn't that every year that there's a threat of a strike somewhere? <laughs> it's um, unbelievable. I, I, and uh, here's, and, and I said it yesterday, uh, briefly, but you know, when you hear of GM, Right. And, uh, and, and Ford and, and their deals and, you know, the likes of 20% raises happening in those deals. Right. Um, it, it, it's going to filter down into other things too. The teachers will look at that. Now, GM was, you know, that union was, uh, Unifor was, was dealing with a private company in GM. Mm-hmm. The different than dealing with the government, what the teachers do. Which but, is our money. Right. But this is something that, you know, everyone is looking at, uh, the price of what they are spending going up and, uh, th- fearing what the price of a next mortgage uh, renewal will look like, and all of their expenses and bills going up with inflation, and their paychecks not. Everyone is looking at that. Unions are looking at uh, at it set to pounce to say this is why we need to do this, and uh, and and strike to get better conditions. The 
But the framework of, I think, that auto workers deal with a 20% increase, which still shocks me in, in, in some on, senses. Back, back it up. Yeah, yes. It's, but it's not like they're getting 20% today. It's no. over the term of the, so however long over this deal is. Three years, yeah. So it's, it's, you but know. That is, that is unheard of. I mean, yeah, it's a lot know, of dope. There's a strike in Whitby with public workers right now where they were offered 9% over three years, and that's not enough. That 9%, 9, 10% over three years is usually the number mm. that you hear of in negotiations. And I don't mind that every three, five years a union, the contract comes up. That's that's part of the joy and the pleasure of being in a union, and it is what it is. It just seems to me like the teachers are always threatening strike. Right. It seems like, it, you know, did they not just sign a deal recently? Uh, I guess it's up, right? Well, it seems to me like it just happened during COVID, but I guess, yeah, COVID That's three years. a couple or, years ago, right? But then there was also that, uh, you know what, I'm probably getting it confused with the other... Uh, the assistants in the school. Well, board. that's it, right? You there have to remember there's too. like four or five, six unions at play here. You know what? It's time to get rid of the entire school board. Right. Get rid of it. That's, just get that, rid of it. That idea has been floated, right? And that the, that just have the government yeah. run all of them. You get too many separate school boards. Get rid of the, there. get rid of the Catholic school board and the, the, first of all, in 2023, having a Catholic school board and no other religion having their own school board makes no sense. First of all, and second of all, having a, a a religious school board in 2023 makes no sense at all. You want your kids to get God, take them to church. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that they're there and they have to negotiate through this now. Handing it all over to the government uh, you know, that, that hasn't worked in all other settings no. either. So, uh, they need to come up with some sort of better solution. But uh, as a parent with a kid in school, you feel like you're just put on the ropes every couple of years. Yeah. And I remember like going through all of my education up until about grade eight or nine. And maybe I was too young to even know, but I do remember in grade eight or nine hearing the idea that there was going to be a strike. And when you're in grade eight or nine, you don't care. You just think, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get some time off. Right. You know, so it seemed like it wasn't a thing at at some point. But now it just seems like every other week there's they're threatening to strike. The school board is the teachers, the school board, the union is constantly upset. Right. There is just never it's never settled. There's always something that has upset them. But I, and, and I don't but I don't think they're alone in that. I think that, you know, the fact that they have a union that speaks for them, um, I think, makes it a little more thought with the public. Yeah. But I think everyone feels that way. It, it's you know, there are so many people who are just generally disgruntled now and feel that, you know, the world's problems or their problems are are based on their employer or they're not making enough for what they deserve more for what they've been doing already. Mm. And, uh, and they are going to voice it now. It's that, you know, that whole concept of, well, this is my opinion. It needs to be heard. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's what unions do. And, and it's just, and unions have always been this way. And, and outside of the teachers union, all other unions, we've always heard, like, again, going back to not hearing about, uh, teachers striking. I, I remember my whole life hearing about the auto industry and there was constantly strikes or th- 
threats of strikes. It just seems that the teachers union has doubled down, tripled down on the striking thing or the constant. And it might also uh, seem more um, uh, we're more aware of it because nobody complained more during COVID and the pandemic than the teachers did. It was unbelievable how much they complained. They never stopped complaining. Right. Meanwhile, everybody else, everybody else that dealt with the general public kept on going. Yes, of course, the hospitals and nurses and doctors said we're overwhelmed, we're overworked, but they kept going. The teachers just never stopped. And they got to stay home. <laughs> In some cases, yes. I mean, they had to, they had to change the way that they did things and and uh, as we all did um that one was a little more difficult i think you know there is some sympathy i've had for teachers over the last few years in, in how they've had to operate things mm. um and uh, you know and the way that parents are involved with their kids schooling now whether uh, you know when when we were kids if the teacher sent a report home that we were not doing well or mm. we did done something wrong our parents would be mad at us i'll give you that yeah. now parents are mad at the teacher nope that's that's if they're involved true. at all i uh, have a i have a i have a a family member who is a, was was a teacher for a couple of years and is still in the school board but gave up on teaching because she can't stand the parents mm. parents are the worst right you're you're 100% right cuz little billy was fine until this teacher was yeah his teacher a model student until this yeah. teacher and oh, yeah. it blamed this teacher yep. and, and they're not looking out for my kid enough and and yep. you know it's I, not I, an easy gig i i can look at my email right now and see messages from teachers and i've probably got a, a dozen of them that just came in from last night Right, every day. Oh, I'm, what? How bad? No, ba- no, how bad <laughs> Christian and Evan are. Evan's a nightmare. I don't know. I ignore them. But um, <laughs> Evan was fine till you became his teacher. No, but it's it's keeping parents involved into what's going on day to day. Wow. You know, and part of me is like, I don't care. Just teach them, right? Yeah. Like, right. but this is what they have to do now. And they these messages come in at like all hours of the the evening and overnight, and and keeping parents abreast of everything that's. Going on, that's part of the job that wasn't there before. Right. <laughs> you just taught the kid. They came to class or they didn't come to class. You mark them present or absent. You teach the lesson and that's it. Right. So, okay. So, uh, if Evan's in a class of 20 kids, are you saying that you get a personalized individual email about Not Evan? Not always. It's but about what's happening within the classroom. Right. Yeah. It goes out to the class or whatever. I couldn't imagine the teachers sending out individual 20 30 emails not, a day not every time no but and, and every assignment that's get that gets marked there it shows up in the system and i get a notification that the mark has been posted and oh i can go look God. at it you can be as involved or <laughs> as unaware as you want to be based on on but the teachers have to put all of that out now Wow. Yeah, see that yeah, that wasn't involved. Like in the that. job certainly has changed. I get it. Yeah. The, the the threats are are what they are. It's trying to get your employer, which is the government, to to come to the table. The problem is from the parents' perspective, it feels like you're always put under the gun, 
right? You're the one. If the strike happens, you've got to figure it out. You're on your own to do that. And from the public perspective, a guy who had kids in school and no longer does, it, and it, it always just seems like they're constantly pissing and moaning. Right. That and and they and and they might have a right. Uh, as you say, you've just opened my eyes to something I didn't realize about the email thing. But outside of that, it just seems like they're never happy, and they always are looking for a, a few more bucks. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and and I think the difference being is for that happens in every workplace for the uh, uh, thousands of employees, millions of employees mm. who go. Ah, I'm overworked and underpaid. Mm. Like there's so many of us who feel that way, but don't voice it. Mm. Right. Whether or not the teachers themselves are voicing it or their union is voicing it. I mean, they voted 95% in favor of the strike vote. So I guess they are mm. in, in favor of, in some senses. I mean, but who wouldn't be in favor of trying to negotiate for more? It's great in this business because I've been in it for like almost 40 years and all I've ever heard is you're lucky you're still employed. <laughs> that's, what, that's a great game. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.